0: and welcome back to that First Step podcast. On today's show, I'm super excited to be joined by the incredible Stefan Fosco. This highly motivated and incredibly articulate individual is one of Ireland's leading personal trainers and has a few clients you might recognise. There's one or two of Ireland's top models there on his roster. You may recognise him from Instagram, where his weekly Q&As, his gruelling workouts... And his motivation inspires us all to do better. On today's show, we talk about everything from wanting to be a teacher to his next project coming up—that's super exciting—and everything that's happened in between. So, without further ado, let's get into today's show. Our first Step podcast. How are you
1: today? I'm brilliant. Thanks for having me here, like.
0: Oh, I'm delighted to have you. And. It's great to be in your studio as well. It's my first podcast in person, which is super wow. exciting for me. Right. Exciting times, <laughs> love it. Yeah, so we won't have any Zoom cutouts like we usually do when the Wi-Fi goes. <laughs> um, so first, if you wouldn't mind telling us all a little bit about yourself, what you did in school and what you wanted to be when you grew up.
1: Um, So what I wanted to be when I grew up was when I was a little guy, probably an astronaut like everybody <laughs> else. Like, But then when I actually grew up a little bit more and kind of knew the way the world worked, It was probably along the lines of a teacher or an accountant was the way I was aiming, to be honest. Um, And I think the teacher thing kind of resonated with me a lot, and I can see that in where I've gone now because I really liked the education side and helping people. And, you know, that was kind of in my nature to help nurture stuff like so. If I was to pick between the two of them, I probably would have gone down the teaching route. Plus, like, let's be honest, they get a whopper <laughs> amount of holidays get the yes. summer as it is. But, <laughs> no
0: you know. arguing there, exactly. Yeah. So you finished school and you said, oh, wait a sec, I'm 18, 19. What am I doing with my life? What do you do next?
1: Um, so I started working and then I went and I did my first degree. I did an arts degree in UCD. Um, I did economics and sociology. And I ground through that and hated every second of it. You know, I am not into Marxism. I am not into any of it, but I got it done and that was fine. Passed that degree and decided, you know, I need to do something else here. And I'd gotten into martial arts at a young age. And that all kind of stemmed from my father, but we'll go into that in a minute. And, uh, you know, I'm getting nice and deep.
0: <laughs> Love it. You know,
1: so I finished that degree and then I decided, you know what, actually, I'm going to do sports management. So I did a sports management degree in UCD. And that was great. And then I worked for a few years and then I went back and did a business management degree at night oh, wow. while I started my first personal training job. Because one of the things that they do when you do personal training, they don't teach you enough about the business side of it, like, you yes. know, which was really, really important. Like, um, so yeah, when I left college to start first time, I didn't know what I wanted to be. Um, and it was just kind of working and that's why i went off and did the others to try and help find myself i don't think you necessarily know what you want to do when you're 18 when you're 21 when you're 24. some people do and some people don't some people don't know till they're 40 and yeah it just took me that little bit longer like to figure it out
0: yeah no that's a great way of putting it as well i mean i started off in finance now i'm in tech sales so there's absolutely no route yeah at any point in your life you're not supposed to be where you're supposed to be i feel like you just keep enjoying the journey and if you wake up every day happy that's that's kind of it really
1: yeah the important thing is to be happy like i was working at one stage on a website many people know it Eurocycles and euro babies i was running their website for a while managing the stock levels on it all that sort of stuff putting on a shirt and tie going into work and absolutely miserable with it like and I remember I remember it clearly when I left that job and I had done the personal training stuff and I went off to be a fitness instructor and my mom barking at me as ah, that's so stupid you make no money out of that you're in a good job it's gonna progress it'll lead on to other things and you're gonna go back and wipe treadmills and clean stuff for a living back and I was like yeah, but just watch. Just 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 give me time. Like and now my mother is my biggest oh. fan, like you know what I mean? She absolutely loves it. Like so oh, that's
0: brilliant. It's actually similar to me when I said to my mom, I'm leaving a bank in New York, I'm going to work in sales she was like you're leaving a bank to work in a call center what are you doing and now she's like oh yeah my daughter works for sales for us. like yeah, it's yeah. all lovely but yeah. no i know mom's only want the best oh me. that's
1: it like, you know and then they love holding you up as a shining light. like <laughs> i encourage them to do this i swear if i had that conversation recorded man like <laughs> yeah you
0: know, you'd definitely be you'd be playing I'd, it out oh absolutely
1: yeah yeah i'd be playing it as an undertone now
0: oh that's great so then you did your business management at night you were like this is actually for me i love it and then you were saying, wait a sec, this is real. This is happening. How did you go from there to maybe working in a gym to taking the plunge grip by your own?
1: Yeah, so like I'd always been into fitness. Like, so back when I was a kid, um, my dad had me in athletics, like, and he was in athletics when he was younger. So he coached me through that when I was younger. And he always had me in sports. And eventually, like, I kind of... I was doing sailing at one stage and I gave up on that. You know, as you do when you're younger and you trial things and you're kind of into it for a while and you're not. So I gave that up and I was taking a little break, but my dad said, absolutely not. You're not sitting around the house. You're not sitting around the street. So my brother was actually doing martial arts at the time. So he's doing Taekwondo. So my dad was like, look, until you pick something, I'm throwing you up there with your brother. So my brother's five years younger than I was. And he put me in there in the same class with all these little kids, as far as I was concerned. But the good thing about, and I hated that. You know, because you're like, I don't want to be in this class with all these kids. Of course. But my instructor kept pulling me up and I was doing all demonstrations with him, which advanced me on quite quickly. Then eventually I got to start teaching classes because I started stepping up the grades a lot and I was like, I love doing this. Like, and then I started going to the gym to help that. And that's where my love for the gym came from. So once I'd done all the degrees and I was kind of like, you know, I want to do this fitness thing. So I started personal training in a gym okay. while I was doing my final degree at night and I absolutely loved it like and in the gym that I was in you could do one of two things you could do a certain amount of floor hours and a couple of pts or the more pts you did the less floor hours you had to do and I just was looking at it I was like the more of these pts I do I schedule myself I schedule my hours I schedule my day I don't get put in a road I don't get told what to do that suits me I don't like being told what to do like they used to have these name badges that you used to have to wear. Yeah. And I used to have a thing about wearing them just because oh. they told me I had to.
0: <laughs> yeah. So
1: I'd never have mine on and they'd try and find me. And here, I've got you a new name badge. That's not how you spell my name because it has two Fs in it and that only has one. So then I wouldn't wear it because, you know. So um, yeah, so, to, to go back to that, like I just decided I don't like being told what to do. So I just started a bit booking in more and more and more PTs. I was out the door with PT there during the day so I didn't have to do any of the ROTA stuff. So when I finished the degree, I was like, right. I have loads more free time here because I, I, I was able to book it in a way. So I only had to do Monday to Friday, 6 a.m. till one. Right. All the other PTs in there are doing one or two in the morning, come back doing two in the afternoon and doing one in the evening because their scheduling wasn't right and they weren't picking up the right clients. You're always know, picking up clients to fit the time slots that I wanted to yeah. rather than taking on anybody and extending my day for 10, 12 hours and only doing four or five hours work. Okay. So I was trying to box that bit smarter. And um, so when I finished off, I was like, I can do this. I have a really nice clientele built up from here. If I want more autonomy, I've got to go. Yeah. You know, and that's what kind of spurred me on to like go out and do my own sort of thing.
0: Wow, that is so cool. And I love the word autonomy. That's what I have in my job as well. Yeah. And getting up every morning and deciding how your day is going to work is the most freeing mental state I think I've ever been in. And it's addictive.
1: Oh, it is. Absolutely. Nice. You don't
0: want to give anyone else back that time. So you are strategic, obviously, and you were a tactile um, you know, and targeted approach in how you formed your day. You got a bit of, ooh, I like this. I'm going to bring this now to a freelance. Obviously, petrifying at the same time. Oh
1: terrifying it's like. not easy that security net just disappears like you know at least when you're in the gym and you're in the employment of the gym if you even just look at legislation they have certain obligations towards you to make sure that you can maintain a standard of living like if your pts drop way down they've got to then put you on the floor so that you can earn money like you know yeah, yeah. whereas when you go out on your own and you're standing there naked in the street <laughs> like you know it's kind of up to you to go and get your ass in gear put some clothes on and get working like but if you're not willing to put the effort in not going to get anywhere like and you're going to be in trouble fairly fast
0: absolutely so day one you're out on your own how did you even come up with a website a plan a growth plan who do i target can you give us a brief introduction how you would have come about that
1: yeah so i i did a few things before i went out on my own as i was going out on my own i looked first of all at like okay what time is a big thing for me i learned this whenever i was in there i like condensing all my work in i don't like spreading it out throughout the day and i like being focused so if I'm going out to do PT, what way am I going to do this? Am I going to rent in a studio? Okay, well, then I have to pay them this much. And again, I'm losing control. I don't have the keys. i don't not able to do certain things. Other people are getting in my way. Cool. Okay, so renting in somebody else's studio is kind of out the door for me because I lose that autonomy that I yeah. found I love so much. So then what do I do? Do I go and go to people's houses? Okay, cool. Well, if I go to Mary's house in... Smithfield and then I have to drive to Shankill down near Bray for my next one I lose an hour like okay so now I've spent three hours and I've only done two hours of work and I've driven for an hour and the cost of drive so I started looking at those things like my what what my hours were going to look like and I figured that like if I really want to be as you said tactile in it and pick what I want I have to get them to come to me, right? So now I have to look at a venue. So I have to go and find a venue. That's great so advice. that's that's the first thing that I had to do. I had to look at what way my schedule was going to work for me rather than me just trying to go out there and go, okay, what have you got for me? Like, you know? yeah. um, So I found a venue um, and I started looking at that and what the numbers were going to look like in that. And that was really important because you can't just jump into th- something and go, okay, I'll take that, sign up to do the rent, sign up for all the equipment and go, actually, I'm making no money here because my, my price per hour is too low, the volume of people that I have is too low, all that sort of stuff. So you really have to focus in on the numbers. Like, and I love a bit of Excel, so that was, that was my wheelhouse there as well. Um, you know, next, then you were saying about the website. I'm really lucky, like I said, I had worked on EuroCycles, EuroBaby, so I had a few connections yeah. in dealing with that website and people who were graphic designers who were uh, website developers, you know, all that sort of stuff. And I was kind of familiar with a few of the platforms previously. Like, so what I'd done then was I got in touch with one or two of my old contacts. And this is something that I found over the years is really important, like, it's staying in touch with people. Because like, three years ago, I, three years before this, I never would have known that I needed to get myself a website. I never would have yeah. known that I needed somebody to develop the imagery for my stuff, for my content, everything. like. Um, you know, even up until like a couple of months ago, I never used would have used a videographer, but I know loads of them from throughout the years. So maintaining a connection with people and even just checking in with people or if they send you something, a lot, a lot of times people send you something asking you to do something. And even if you can't do it, responding to them is very important, keeping yes. open those lines of communication. So I got a very basic website uh, up. For me, it was literally just a placeholder, something when people typed in my name, my name came up, there was a few references on it from clients. Um, and contact details. You know, I didn't really put a whole lot of pricing on it, stuff like that, because uh, what I wanted people to do was contact me for that. Like yeah. I wanted to get them on the phone because I had a saying with a lot of the new PTs that started in the gym I was working in. And they'd come in and they'd say, hey, how's it going? I'm the new PT. And I sounded like a bit of a douche when I said it. <laughs> but I was like, oh, are you? How many clients do you have? And they were like, yeah. oh, well, I don't have any clients yet. Well, then you're not a personal trainer. You're not personal training anybody until the money's in the till. You know, so there is a lot of sales that's in behind this absolutely, because you have to like, it is a job, it is a passionate job. And the people who do well in it are very passionate, but you, ha- you can't help other people if you're not being supported yourself. Like, okay. If I earn no money, my facility goes under, I can't get anybody into the studio if I go under and I can't pay my rent at home I have to get another job I can't do any personal training session it all just goes out the window and you can't help anybody so it is important to focus on that as well like you yeah
0: know? the whole ecosystem yeah. as you said it goes under yeah and even as well your mental state you feel like you might have taken five steps back because obviously it takes a lot of courage and confidence to even say you know I'm a PT now at my own this is my business oh hi nice to meet you yeah I run my own business and then all of a sudden two months later if you haven't been supporting yourself and your goal that's gone
1: absolutely and you
0: do take five steps back so you obviously have your own studio now which is incredible you have your own gym set up. i'm sure there's a lot of upfront fixed costs as well with the gym equipment yeah to anyone listening right now before we get into it more if they were to start up their own at home pt in the morning what are the two or three pieces of equipment you would say you absolutely need
1: um, I love one or two weights of the kettlebells. The variety of stuff that you can do with that is phenomenal. Um, and a quality slam ball, I have found it to be an amazing tool. It's an awkward piece of equipment, it's challenging for people, the variety is very uh very wide and it's durable as hell. Like you know, so between even just two or three of those bits of kit, you'll be flying straight off the bat. Like the amount of stuff that you can do to challenge yourself is just brilliant. And I think people are seeing this more and more during the whole lockdown, like that you don't need to challenge yourself, go out and get an entire gym set up and a squat rack and a barbell and all this sort of stuff. You, there's, there's a couple of ways to challenge the body, and it's not always piling on more weight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we can do it through time under tension. We can through it, do it through varied ranges of motion. So increase the range of motion, decrease yeah. the range of motion, different tempos. Like you know, these things can all challenge the body without piling more and more weight on. Like you know, so there are different ways to attack progressive overload. You know, actually,
0: when you said the slam ball there. I used to live in Boston. I went to Equinox, and on a Monday evening, that poor slam ball—I don't know what it was—slam ball, ten push-ups, ten slam ball, ten push-ups, and I was sweating in a couple of minutes. Absolute bucket. So slap. there's no need, exactly no. as you said, to have an excessive amount of equipment. And as well, nowadays, if you did want to do sometime in the studio and sometime people's houses, those piece of equipment are mobile.
1: Absolutely, like very really easy to throw into the boot, like and get gone. Like, you know? Yeah. So it's fantastic, like.
0: So you're you you have your business now, you are in the in the groove for uh, six months, let's say, and you're like, okay, I have my clients grand, but I want to grow, I want to push myself. How did you even prospect? Because I know in sales, my business is a lot of prospecting, getting on new clients, and maintaining my run rate with my current clients. Yeah. And you're very much the same, I yeah. imagine. So you want to reach out to new. How did you? reach out to certain contacts because I know you deal with some people who are on Instagram, some influencers and models as well. I'm not saying that's the goal for everyone. Yeah. But it is good to have, you know, very fit, good looking people as your clientele.
1: Yeah. So like your, your clients are your brand, like, you know, so, um, if you want to look at social media, first of all, um, it's one of the big ways that we'll do a lot of prospecting or a lot of advertising of our business. Our business is a very visual one. Like, so, um, rather than, and i've talked to a lot of trainers about this in some mentoring that i've done and stuff rather than showing everybody your 3 rep max or your heavy pull up or you know a shot with you and your abs that's fantastic because like you you can show you your 3 rep max and john down the road who's 45 year old who could afford your sessions is going to turn around and go well I can't do that and I don't want to do that so he's completely irrelevant to me like yeah. you know you can stand there and have your big massive shoulders out and your ripped abs and Mary down the road who's 35 is going I don't want him shouting at me that's far too intimidating that's no good yeah. like, you know so showing those sort of things and you bragging and showing off a little bit which is what you know a lot of us, and I will put myself previously in that sort of category as personal trainers like to do. We like to shout about how great we are because we've been throwing stuff around and we can lift heavier and we can move faster. My 10 year transformation. Yeah, you know, and it's fantastic. But like championing your clients is far more important than anything else. Showing what you can do for other people, showing what service you provide is far more important. That's what people actually want to see. They want to see what you can do for them. Yes, you are your own calling card and you know, you should look in shape because you should practice what you preach but you need to champion your clients and show what you've done for other people. And having some uh, people who are on Instagram and stuff like that is always well and good. But I try not to rely on that as a marketing tool because people come and go and you know, it's not always around. One of the great things that I found for um, pushing your brand out there is actually collaborating with other brands. Like so um, like clothing brands and events that might be going on. Like, you know, um, Your well fest. Your well ash. fest um and all that sort of stuff. Like I think that's really important, because like, the brands will then help push you out of their um, markets more than anything else. Like, you know, so yeah. I think that's a really great way to go.
0: Yeah, I think that's called cooperation, isn't it? Yeah. Collaboration. I love that as well because not only are you both winning you're also seeing a synergy. Yeah. And I might say, for example, I saw you wearing a Gym Plus Coffee hoodie a while ago. And um, the owner of Gym Plus Coffee is the reason I'm in sales. I like messaged him. as like, he's a cousin of my friend. I was like, oh, what am I doing? Shall I leave my safe job? I'm going to sales. And he was like, go for it. Um, so, really love that brand and everything they do. And as you said, when you wear that, it's an association,
1: absolutely, and yeah.
0: people recognise that and say, "Oh, I recognise that brand. He works for that too. He must have similar values." Yeah, and all of a sudden, these parts of your brain are ticking together, and you want to go for it.
1: Yeah, so you can line yourself up with people who are similar to you, who are in your similar sort of wavelength, you know, um, and it just helps other people put you in a certain frame, like yeah, you know. So oh, that's
0: great. And you mentioned there as well, like you don't want to rely on the on the Instagram, absolutely, because God forbid that platform disappear tomorrow. That, you don't want that to be your business because, again, going back to autonomy, yeah, you want to have your own space that you control, yeah. And Instagram, Facebook, and social media, we don't control, we're just a, a pawn in their huge chessboard. So, when you get these clients, you know, when someone comes on board to you, if they want to call you up, and I know you're always fully booked, but sometimes you do put out, Oh, I have a few more spaces, yeah, what's like the first thing they can expect from you?
1: Um, it's usually a questionnaire to see how they can fit in with what I want, okay. Right. because. Um, what I found throughout the years is that you get a lot of people who try to do everything and anything. Like you know, so I try to find out what people's goals are, get to the root of those goals. So a lot of people say I want a certain thing, but that's only on the surface. We have to scratch below that and see what it is they really want, and if that lines up with the service that i can provide then we can move forward like you know so making sure that you're aligned with the person who's coming on board with you is really important that's the first step that i take and rather than just going yeah yeah sign up give me your money and then we try and figure it out because then you might not provide the service that they're actually looking for and it doesn't reflect well on you um as a business or as a service provider
0: that's really good actually funny enough couple of years ago when I lived away I don't wanna keep dropping names, I sound like a big weirdo, but um I went to a first I joined a gym and you know you get two free PT sessions. I went and I probably was smaller then than I am now, just to tell you. But uh I think she said, Oh yeah, you need to lose like ten pounds and you need to do this, this, and this. And I went home, then all upset. My roommate was like, Jess, if you want to lose 10 pounds, chop off your arm. Yeah. Because I know where she's getting those 10 pounds from. And that kind of a psyche can really upset somebody and almost say, I need to do those t- 10 training sessions. But obviously, that kind of a sales approach isn't for everyone. Yeah. And I'm gathering it's not your way either.
1: It's not my style at all. Yeah. Like, you're, like, you need to find out... Like, people often come in, and we'll use an example of, like, I want to lose X amount of weight. Like, well, why do you want to lose uh, a stone? Well, because when i was a stone lighter i was happier well why were you happier when was that in your life like oh it was back when i lived in australia and i was staying there for a year and i was living with three of my friends okay so you were in the sunshine running down to the beach living with your mates having a laugh like and what are you up to now well i'm trying to get um i'm trying to get a promotion at work so i'm actually putting in extra hours at the weekend and i feel my food's not as good and i was like Okay, so now you're comparing like your 60 hour working week to when you used to work 30 hours a week, went to the gym very regularly, ate well and sat on the beach. So maybe you were just happier then and that was a different period in your life. So maybe right now we should focus on, you know, minding yourself a little bit more, getting a little bit more energy. And if we lose a few pounds on that as well, you know, wouldn't that be great? okay, yeah, we should give that a go. And then you take their measurements and you get a little testimonial from each week as to how they feel the week is gone. Okay. And then after three or four weeks, you show them like, look, here you didn't feel great. And now this week you have way more energy. You did exit the weekend because you weren't tired. like, And you went for a hike and you did this and you found it great making all your food. Look at the emotional transition that you've got here. And they're like, yeah, <laughs> uh, okay, this makes more sense. Like, you know, yeah. you know, so people don't often know what it is that has made them happy like and you need to try and bring a bit of a focus back into that like so i'd be much more along the lifestyle and people sort of thing and then i always find that the transformation physically comes later on and after that like.
0: that's absolutely i love that you're more even like um a life coach you have to be like you
1: you have to see how these things fit in with everybody's life because like i love training and i will train in the morning and in the evening but that's because I work out of a gym. Like you know, not everybody works out of a gym. If you're going to do your nine to five, it's very hard to get up at six o'clock in the morning, hit the gym, do the full day's work, do the gym in the afternoon, have your meals prepped, look after stuff, see your family in the evening, maybe talk to some mates, go for a walk. Like that's a lot of stuff to cram into Absolutely. your day if you're stuck in an office for eight or nine hours, like you. Know, so like maybe train three or four times a week, setting new expectations and taking a big focus on your food to make you feel better. Is going to be a better way to go like so it's it's helping people with that sort of stuff and showing them how different things slot in with their days and they don't have to get takeaways for their lunches and stuff like that they can bring them and that'll save them x amount of time and it's brilliant
0: yeah no that sounds great and i think that as well is a more reasonable approach and less daunting yeah because i think sometimes people say oh i ate so much over christmas January's coming up, I need to get fit again. It's all crazy in January. You get this first adrenaline hit because you start working out, and you're like, oh my God, I'm, I'm buzzed. And then you miss two or three days. You're like, oh no, oh sure, I might as well start Monday. And then Monday comes and then the cycle starts again. So having that more reasonable approach and having that accountability coach a bit like yourself.
1: It makes it more sustainable, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's what these things are. They should be a lifestyle change rather than I'm going to smash this out for six weeks because we only have so much willpower like. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we can only flex that willpower muscle for so long until it snaps. And when it snaps, God help anybody (laughs) who gets in the way. Like, we've all been there. Like, we have eaten so well for two weeks. And then one night... I'm just gonna have two of those biscuits and then the biscuits are gone and you're looking for what else is in the fridge and what else is in the yeah. press like you know whereas if you had a little bit of what you want every so often like that's not really going to happen for us as severely yeah. like not severely anyway
0: of course no that's absolutely true and i see as well again from on instagram because i love following your page like i said to you before i love your q a's and i love your honest approach as well yeah and you even mentioned to me um, when we were chatting before this that with the q a's people do come back and they say do you know what you were right
1: Yeah, sometimes, like, you I always talk to people about this as to, like, when I was a kid and stuff like that, like, you know, my parents used to give out to me when I did something wrong to help put me on the right path, like, you know what I mean? So, um, I think that when people turn around and they ask you something, they're not necessarily, sometimes they're looking for you to affirm what they're saying and if what they're saying isn't quite right like you know like you'll have people go I've heard that I should be on about 800 calories a day and I'll turn around and tell people how moronic that is (laughs) and that's an absolutely idiotic idea and run away from whoever told you that now there's no major explanation in that but I do get people coming back to those sort of comments going Thanks for that. I actually needed just to be told, "Don't do that," like you know, because they know it's not right. Like yeah. you know, eight hundred calories is nothing for a day, oh and gosh. I've had people go even lower than that, like. Gosh. And it is just horrible, like that sort of stuff, detrimental I'd to be your so health. Like, I you wouldn't want to be around me, is all I say. Like, I, I have more than that for breakfast. I <laughs> gotta say if you
0: went flaxseed and chia seed I put my porridge. Yeah, probably, and high density that, calories, but anyway,
1: kicks that way over. Like you know, so people they do they come back because they want that accountability. Like that's a lot of YPTs are in. Jobs like people want to be accountable, they yeah. want to be held to a standard, they want to be shown the way to go. Like,
0: yeah, exactly. They want someone to lead them and help them. Yeah, and even as well, sometimes give them a bit of a cuddle and be like, Joe, it's okay, yeah, you're allowed to have a bad week, you know, next week or tomorrow's a new day.
1: Yeah, um one rainy day doesn't wreck a summer, like, you know, so Love that we
0: plenty in Yeah, <laughs> so having,
1: having a day where you, you eat everything around you, maybe you eat seven or eight hundred calories of sweets, which is a whole lot of thousand or fifteen hundred calories of sweets average that as a deficit over the next week, it's 200 calories a day. Like it's a 30 minute walk extra a day. You can balance these things out. So, you know, going into those spirals, like it's nice to have somebody there that can turn around and go like, I know that feels shit, but it's not detrimental. You haven't wrecked everything. Like again, go back to that phrase we just said, one rainy day doesn't wreck an entire summer.
0: As, as as well, one salad doesn't make you healthy.
1: Exactly. So it's
0: all about the balance. Yeah. And I suppose, as we're coming up to Christmas now, this is going to be uh, really soon, especially in December, ahead of Christmas. What advice would you give to those people who are like, oh my God, I can't enjoy my holidays. Oh, oh, uh, you know, I'll wait until January. How would you tell people to maybe manage their Christmas so they can have fun, enjoy their holidays, but not then waking up even on like a sugar hangover? Because I don't really drink, to be honest, but yeah. I have often had like a sugar hangover or a hangover the next day where you're like I didn't eat well yesterday I feel a bit chipped so how would you kind of help people to manage that
1: you know like I think there's a couple of things like knowing your calories you know has gotten a bit of a wrap over the last while so calorie counting like you know just because it doesn't suit some people doesn't mean it doesn't suit everybody you know that's like saying something that helps somebody's health um, is healthy for everybody you nice. know some people need to take half an aspirin tablet to thin their blood out whereas it'd be detrimental to my health i don't yeah. need it so counting calories for some people can be absolutely hugely helpful like so knowing your calories aim um, of what you should consume in a day uh, to keep yourself in a position where you want to be very helpful knowing what meals work for you day in day out so you don't have to continually count calories and that can slot in and fit in with your lifestyle and fit in with a balance brilliant knowing not to take the absolute piss some people do around this time of year is uh, also like you yeah. know key like knowing that like you know if i'm gonna have a few drinks i'll keep them for the weekend but the weekend doesn't start on wednesday
0: of course you yeah know? wine wednesday isn't a thing no
1: it's not an actual thing it's <laughs> a justification that people use on a thursday morning you know and yeah. um, and then like activity levels one of the big things when you've over consumed food like that is you feel lazy and you feel lethargic or if you've got a bit of a hangover the next day it's not the like because having a couple of gin and tonics is a couple of hundred calories. It's the next day people become far more sedentary. You know, they wake up in the morning and they don't really leave the couch or the house all day. And most of the calories that we burn throughout the day are not done in the gym. You'll maybe burn three, four, 500 calories a day, but your thousands of calories are done from walking around, going up to the shops, going to work, walking upstairs, all that activity and moving around, that's the big burn of energy that we've got through it during the day. So getting yourself up and moving for an hour is key. Take one of the hours that you're gonna watch Netflix <laughs> and just get up and move for that hour. Like.
0: Yeah, click pause the Sons of Anarchy and come back. Just
1: re-download this podcast and go <laughs> off and listen to it again and yes, do a walk.
0: Exactly, that's yep. great advice, thank yeah, you. So pleasure. getting back then is so much the business side because that's what people love about this podcast, the feedback I've gotten and people saying, I wanna do this but I'm terrified or I wanna do this, I don't even know where to start. So we started off with you, you associated, you know, how much time I want. Okay, I work best between 5am, God bless you, until 2pm and then I like to have the evenings to myself or I do more content and then I decided I wanted to get a studio instead of popping about because of all the travel and the traffic and then you said, I have a website. Okay, you have all these things, now day one, what would you recommend people do when they're still terrified but they have the first few steps done but they need to get going
1: you know take a big breath and take your time like okay. you know aim um, next thing is that I, and I learned it from the gym that i was in originally is like know your numbers like you know know your projections know your forecasts and um, and that will help you predict where your shortfalls are gonna come like, you know. So I have I have monthly and weekly targets that I need to hit. Great. And I make sure that I try and get them. If I see that certain clients are gonna be gone on holidays for a month or for a couple of weeks at a time over certain months, I know that there's gonna be a small lull, so I know I need to make up that deficit somewhere. Okay. So knowing your numbers from the start is very, very important. Also, it'll allow you to see growth month on month, year on year. Yeah. These things are very important because if you don't see that, you're going stagnant. If you're going stagnant, you're going backwards. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you, you need to keep these things moving forward because you will have a certain amount of attrition. I mean, this is how you help combat that. Yeah, aerosa. and it actually
0: costs four times as much to get a new client than to maintain a client. Absolutely. Yeah. And that alone, the effort and the time cost of that, and the transactional cost of even you know going out and putting yourself out there, is actually quite expensive.
1: Yeah, and even if you don't want to look at it from a monetary point of view, like the emotional cost is very severe, in this, especially in a job where you're working with people so closely like yeah. this, like you're you're very heavily involved in their lives and their decision making processes and you know how they're getting on reflects on you like when somebody like that then goes from your life and you have to take on a new person and then create that bond again like it does take time and it does take an emotional toll as well like.
0: yeah absolutely and um, you said there as well making sure you monitor that growth over growth and growth month over month um i suppose movement and spread in your business do you have an accountant do you use excel what i suppose even software would you use or recommend to people out there who are a pt
1: yeah. So what I'd say is like, know your strengths, like, you know, so I know my strengths are with people and working with people face on. And yeah. um, I love Excel and I would use that to do a lot of my own basic accounts, but I would most certainly go out and grab myself a good accountant. Like, okay. you know, anybody who wants to use mine more than happy, <laughs> hopefully she'll give me a discount if I send a few people away. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's so key because that's their expertise and they're going to sit there and go, you need to sort this out. And they'll look over your accounts and go all these can be done as expenses Stefan, stop trying to sneak that one in like it's not happening buy your own donuts on your own time um, you know and they'll tell you they'll tell you what works and what doesn't work um rather than you guessing and running into any issues because if you go out on your own as a sole trader or set up as a limited company eventually you will run into our pals of revenue and just having an accountant, you turn around and go, here, you take them, you go in and talk to them. It takes all the stress out yeah. of it, everything. Like so, that's a massive one. I would say, get your, get your hands on a good accountant, um, who is willing to work with you personally. Oh, great. And they look they look over a lot of your stuff. That's key. Getting familiar with Excel so that you can do some basic Excel work. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, it. and there's loads of good YouTube stuff up there that will teach you a lot of the basics so that you can do projections so you can do forecasts so you can link worksheets to each other and stuff like that like i think it's really cool um and then you know a lot of our stuff has gone online like so getting very comfortable with setting stuff up for online working with um clients online so even doing programming online there's a lot of like basic um apps that you can subscribe to and set clients up on it like my pt hub trainer eyes, all those sort of guys.
0: Okay, I'll link those down below as well in the yeah. notes. Yeah,
1: I'll see if I can get, dig you out the links oh, so you don't have to hunt them. Thank
0: the... you very much. No problem. <laughs> I'm outsourcing all my work. Excellent. Um, So you have your accountant, you have maybe your graphic designer, your web, and then you, as well you kind of skill yourself up a little bit on YouTube on the weekends to yeah. kind of obviously upskill yourself because that's super important Always. as well. So then now you have a few of your clients as well. What else, I suppose, would you recommend to PTs out there with regards... um? you know, videographers, as you mentioned, are building content, how do you get inspired to keep your content fresh week over week?
1: So what I'd say it's like, you know, it's very hard to remake the wheel and then, you know, going off and finding inspiration for yourself from people that you respect in the industry is very important. I would follow a lot of cl- or a lot of PTs over in the states, in okay. England. A lot of them from around Ireland, like. And you pick up different little bits, and you say, "Oh, I like that line." He's talking about a completely different subject, but I remember I was thinking about that, and then you'll flesh it out a little bit more, and you might go slightly different angle, or you might disagree with them, and you might put up something else along those lines. Yeah. Not necessarily just having a photo and go, "What will I caption this?" Like you know, have it with a purpose. Okay. You know, so um, with regards to that, that's the way I'd push that out a little bit more.
0: Okay, and it's all consistency is key. I always hear this from everyone I've interviewed so far. The main quote I always hear is be consistent because people love consistency. They love a reliable person on Instagram. Like I love going on Instagram. I love the way people I follow. I like to expect what I'm, I know from them. I know from you, I'll get some good quality Q&As, get some funny like captions, good pictures, also good looking people on my feed as well, which is always a plus. No harm, like. Exactly. Um, and that is really good as well. And I also love as well, I mean, I'm vegan, but I don't put it on to people. I've been vegan for years. I'm boring. I'm not even trendy. And I love how you're saying, you know, people are, key show. oh, what do you think of paleo, I to think of vegan. And you're very much like, you do what works for you again, is calories in, calories out. Yeah. And I love that mantra that you really practice, but lately you are introducing more plant based into your diet. What kind of started that movement for yourself?
1: And um, so, there's a pal of mine, Marty, who's uh, what's his caption for it? He doesn't call himself a vegetarian, he's mainly plant based or 90% plant based. Okay. And he at the time was training to do a figure show, okay? So, I was helping him a little bit with that, and he was like, Look, if I'm going to do this you've got to do the vegetarian thing for a week and i was like what why do i have to do i'm helping you make like and he was like well, i really just want you to try it like so like yeah. you do that like and we'll pretend that you're doing it as a challenge sort of thing and i was like look grand i'll do it next week so i went off and i had a look at it and i had a look at how i try and hit my protein content because this is the thing that vegetarians and vegans always get stick for it can be very well done you just have to plan ahead and um, but yeah, so I went off and I had a little look at what were the pitfalls, what would I do, would I have to take any extra supplements. And I found it was relatively easy to do, so I did it for a week, and I found that the meals were very quick to yeah, cook. I'm they were, very quick. Like, if you want to do a vegetarian meal, like you can do a nice, tasty vegetarian meal, and you can do it very quickly and very easily, and often in one pan. I love a one-pan meal, easy to clean, <laughs> less hassle, less stress, more success. And um, So I did that, and then... I had a burger or two at the weekend and then i just kind of did it the next week and then i did it the next week after that so i kind of moved it to like this is just convenient and i can hit everything you know people say like did you did you lose like the brain fog and stuff like that when you went mainly plant-based did you get more energy well no i'm a bit of a duracell bunny as it is yeah. like you know what i mean so <laughs> i didn't see that much of a pickup i just thought it was very easy it was a nice way to get more micronutrients in yeah. get a little bit more veg in that's never any harm it's always Absolutely. a great thing like and it just kind of spurred on from there. Like, you know, I found one or two things that I really liked. There were some plant-based burgers that I loved and the taste of them was really easy. And again, it was a one oven bake sort of thing. Like, and it was perfect for me. Like, so it yeah. suits my life. And I still at the weekends have a little bit of meat and enjoy it.
0: Like. Yeah, so like you're half vegan. Half time vegan, no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, Stop trying to sell okay. me on this, like. <laughs> No, but I completely agree as well. Um, I am allergic to dairy. So years ago, I haven't had dairy in about 10 years because I was always on inhalers, nasal sprays, I was a problem child. Oh, poor thing, I love I ice cream. Know, <laughs> I know, Ben and Jerry's have vegan ice cream now. It's okay, <laughs> yeah, <so> it's <laughs> good. Um, but yeah, so I was like never eating dairy. And then I stopped eating red meat when I was like 16. I think I was just like being a 16-year-old girl, being dramatic, being a teenager. And then when I moved to America then, I was like five years ago, I was like, oh my God, the meat here freaks me out. And yeah. then I totally went like guacamole falafel you know middle eastern mexican and i was like oh my god i love all this food i'd never tasted an avocado before five years ago and now i eat it daily um but yeah so things like that so even if you looked at my diet it's probably more high fat with the avocados the nut butters and veggie yeah. again protein i'm probably not hitting the protein but i am full of energy and i'm healthy so that's all that matters there but I know that's really interesting and I do love as well when a PT is open to trying things
1: and you have to be like you know like I have to try all these things before I can get clients to do it like it's like doing a move in the gym or doing an exercise like I can't just go here try this I've never done it before so I don't know how it's supposed to feel or where you're going to feel anything but like it looks good doesn't it you know, so you have to trial all these things and give them all a go. I've done, I've done the keto thing for like nearly two months at a time. I've yeah. tried them all like, and this is why I feel I'm more than entitled to give them stick if I nice. want to, because I've done it. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know?
0: absolutely. And as you said, what everyone suits everyone. Like yeah. Some pe- people could have a load of broccoli and be bloated because they can't. Tell me, can't handle like the really green veg, and some people thrive on it, yeah. And as well, some people can eat meat all day, some people can't. So, again, it's you have to trial and error these things as well,
1: yeah. And different, like, we're all different and we all work slightly differently. Like, somebody some people tolerate carbs better than others, some people don't. Like, I run red hot when I've eaten carbs, like, and they just fuel me and I feel great with them. Yeah. So, I take on loads of them throughout the day, I don't retain them, they don't um. Again, I, I don't store loads of body fat with them because I don't go into a massive calorie surplus because I know where I'm going with it. Like, yeah. so, you know, it's okay. Like, but I just run better when I have an abundance of carbs in Same. me. It's the fuel that works better for me.
0: Absolutely. Again, porridge, love it. I love avocado toast. Have it twice a day if yeah. I want to, but it suits my body. Yeah. And it, it Again, you have to listen to yourself and even keeping a food diary, I'm sure you do that with your clients as well. Yeah,
1: you'll see a lot of it through it. Like, you know, and like, like we're, we're basically touching on the point that different people run on different fuels better. It's like different cars, like some cars, petrol cars, some cars are diesel cars. You put petrol in the diesel car and it's going to run shit. Like, yeah. You know? so,
0: yeah, so I hate this word because it's been said so many times this year, but we've been in a global pandemic if, if, in case you haven't realized, right? And <laughs> really? I know, I know. I even hate saying it. I just thought week. the match
1: was on. Like, know, and The streets yeah. were a bit quiet. Like.
0: Um, but so you've obviously had a shift in your business model the last couple of months. Yeah and it's obviously been tough yeah it's been tough for a lot of people especially in the service industry because this face-to-face is proving an issue yeah so how have you dealt with that how have you on days been having a shit day picked yourself up what advice would you give to yourself to the person you met in march
1: yeah so like the best way to look at that is to look at the fact that we've had two separate lockdowns here like you know so the first one like you know um It was a bit of a shock. None of us had ever experienced it before. Now we have a little bit more of the tools to deal with it because we've kind of gone through a little bit of it before. But the first one, I was living with my roommate and the gym got shut down. My interaction with people got shut down. And, you know, I was kind of around the house and going for the odd walk. And because I have the studio... Right beside where i was living i could come in and do a workout. So i was still getting a bit of exercise done but i was gray and i was white and i was in a funk and i looked kind of sick like yeah. and as somebody who hasn't seen a gp since he was about seven like, <laughs> that was a bit weird like yo know? yeah. um. so i was sitting there and that first nearly two weeks went by and then i was sitting on the couch in the morning and i just went down to my room packed up my bag and came down i was sitting on the edge of the couch fi- uh, finishing a cup of coffee as people will know, is 90% of the time in my hand. And my roommate goes, what are you doing? I was like, I'm going to the studio. He was like, it's like half nine. I was like, yeah, I'm going. I'll see you this afternoon. And I came back and he was like, you look a bit better. Like, what's the story? You just chill out up there. I was like, no, I got on the phone and I got in touch with people. And I have 14 Instagram live workouts booked for the next six days with this person, this person, this person because what had happened with the studio shutting down i was just in a funk because i lost all that interaction with people and that is what i love i love being in front of people and interacting with them so now what i've done is i've set up this virtual interaction where i'm on the top of the screen somebody else on the instagram live we're doing the workout together i'm slagging them they're telling me it's shit they're telling me to stop making them deep burpees we're having a laugh other people are getting a little bit of a buzz on and following the workouts at home and we're doing it for charity as well I have sense of purpose. I have a schedule built for my week of the times that these are at, so I can see where I'm at every day. Because not having a schedule wasn't working for me, um, and people saying like this is a great time for you just chill out and relax doesn't work for me. Oh. Different people, different strokes, different yeah. folks like you. Um, so having that sort of set up then was brilliant then what happened was that sort of filtered into a couple of corporate bits like so i had one or two corporate bits beforehand but now i was selling zoom sessions to corporates because i had my clients i gave them programs to go home and do because with their minimal equipment i was like look i can coach you through a certain amount of movements but you know the things i'm going to do we've been working together for a long time take these bits of equipment there's the plan you go off and do that i'm not going to charge you 80 90 euro for an hour zoom session twice a week to tell you to do a goblet squat into swings and reverse lunges. I'll write them down for you, you know what to do. And they were able to go off and do that. So without having them, I had this time to do the Zoom sessions with the corporate clients. Okay. So we got, I got a, a number of different corporate clients on and I do classes with them. Unbelievable. And then, you know, that just shifted what I was doing in the studio to now doing it online with these new clients. And I balanced out everything kind of that I'd lost. So. Yeah. I felt great, I was working, I had a sense of purpose, I was getting to do some charity work, I was interacting with people over social media, which was a fantastic tool at the time, mm-hmm. has its pitfalls, has its benefits, like as long as it's used correctly, it's a great tool. Absolutely. Um, you know, and that's kind of how I pulled myself up out of a big funk during the first one, and it's strolled on into the second one. I have a new project now that's kind of taking my focus for the second one, but I'm still doing my corporates, which gives me some interaction daily like with all them. Yeah. I'm working out myself every day. Um, and I have my schedule
0: that's amazing and you know what you're probably like I have more time and I'm probably getting more done obviously yeah. we all don't wish this for the rest of our lives so we Absolutely obviously want to get not. back to normal come on but-
1: <laughs> biser get that I'm thing on working on uh,
0: exactly um, but as well testament to your personality and your drive because lots of people would have stayed in that funk longer But you were saying, okay, I've had my bit of a cry for two weeks. I've had my bit of a moan. Now I'm going to get back on my bullshit and do what I need to do. And you came out a bit better off because you met more people, exposed your brand to more people, and actually... Helped and reached more people in the process.
1: Yeah, you know, added new revenue streams in there as well, which has now strengthened up my business going forward indefinitely, like, yo. So there were major benefits to it, like, and that's what it was. It was just literally pulling yourself up out of the funk, like, yo.
0: That's so exciting. And your project that's happening, can you give us any spoilers when it's going to be released?
1: I've just signed a lease for studio number two down ah, the road. Amazing. So yeah, we are in a global pandemic, yo, but there are still opportunities out there, like, yeah. yo. Um, and it's about looking longer term and at the bigger picture. Like you said, people aren't, we aren't in this forever. Like, you know, so you've got to look at what's next. What can I do? How can I keep moving forward? And are you
0: going to hire more people to your We're going to go
1: staff on the team. We're going to be doing small group PT, class. a couple of classes. And the classes are going to be absolutely horrible. <laughs> and they're going to be gross. There's going to be puke buckets. It's going to be nasty. It'll be great fun though.
0: Love it. Yeah. I actually, that reminded me, I did a class in New York called Tone House. Look it up, Tone House. Okay. I got sick twice Brilliant. during the class, and I left though, but I felt invincible.
1: Ah, it's amazing, like.
0: It was like we were doing yeah. these like gallops with like almost like horses, and it was just like insane. But that is so exciting for you. Yeah. So that's what's next.
1: That's what's next. We signed that. We're going to try and get that fitted out the next few weeks and try and have it up and running before Christmas. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So that's taken a lot of my focus, hence not doing the 14 Instagram lives a week at the moment. Like,
0: <laughs> No, but it's all, uh, the fact that you did those, you gave money to charity, now you're like looking at other revenue streams, you're focusing on a new project. It sounds like 2020, although it's been a tough year, I feel like it's given a lot of people time to look inward and say, what actually makes me happy? And what do I need to do to sustain my business going forward? And I can't yeah. just ride this lovely wave in my comfort zone that I was in all this time.
1: Yeah, you, um, like for a lot of people, um it is very very tough and people have gone through a lot of hard parts like um but i was listening to a guy and he was saying that like if you come out at the end of 2020 in the same position that you started 2020 in you have still moved forward don't consider that a stagnation don't consider that a stop because it would have been very easy to slide right back down the mountain like so if you've managed to come out and do that like you're still winning like you know so you don't have to feel like you're taking over the world that's enough Um, But I'm really lucky that I have this well-established business, I have a good brand behind me, and I just got a really nice opportunity there. Like, you know, so um, they do say that, like, you know, luck is being in the right place in the right time, having done all the work previously, like, and I kind of had a little bit of that, like, you know. Yeah,
0: it's like, people think people are overnight successes, but they haven't seen the 10,000 hours leading up to that overnight success. And as well, I firmly believe the harder you work, the luckier you get. Absolutely. And you've been working very hard these last couple of months.
1: Yeah, like the last, like I, I have, I've been running, I've been running the shop here myself for the last couple of years. And it's, the people don't see that. They don't see the time that you've put in. You know, nobody knew who I was three years ago, two years ago, probably even like, you know, and everybody's like, God, you're doing so well. And you're like, yeah, but I've been doing this for years. Like the, yeah. I've been getting up at five o'clock and half four in the morning for years like for the last eight ten years um, i work monday wednesday friday in the studio from like half five in the morning till three and then half five in the morning till nine o'clock tuesdays and thursdays like yo, know? so yeah. like those are the sort of things that you have to do to kind of build what you want like you know what's your vision look like how are you going to get there like and unfortunately a lot of it is a, a lot of toil and hard work and I'm just lucky that i love it like.
0: yeah and you have to love it and you can see the passion as well so i suppose two questions for we end because i know i'm taking up all your time, to take no, time no, to work it. Away. so um what advice three pieces of advice would you give to people right now listening to this not necessarily pt not necessarily any kind of a business but something that they've been playing with whether they want to start a podcast or whatever it is just to do it what what piece of advice would you give them
1: Yo, know, so um there's a couple of pieces pieces like if you're thinking of doing something you can always do it do it as a side hustle just get started is kind of the thing it doesn't have to be something that's huge and going to take over the world start small and start to grow it and it can grow alongside whatever you're doing at the moment and for a lot of people who get into industries like this they'll do it as a little bit of a side job first and they'll keep at it as a side job until it starts to overtake what their main thing was and then they make the switch you don't have to fully jump away straight off the bat like you know so play it a little bit smart like you know but just get started and the next one's probably my favorite phrase ever and um, it's a hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard Um, i absolutely love it and yeah for me it kind of means that like you can you can do anything as long as you're willing to put the work and the effort in like you know some people are very talented at certain things yeah. but we have all heard of different stories in sports and business and stuff of people who have just been willing to put the work in put the time in keep pushing it out and they will end up overtaking people who should have been outshadowing them with their natural God-given talents, as it was like who yeah. put in great positions, um, but just didn't put the work in.
0: Yeah, that's so like,
1: true. Yo, know, um, and then the last one is nobody cares. <laughs> you know, You're we all was. We all care. We all when we were especially when we were younger, like you know, we were worried about what our friends thought and what this thought and what my mom thought when I was leaving one job and stuff like that. Nobody really cares. Like, nobody's looking at you worried about what you're doing because they're more often than not, like, worrying about what they're doing. It's like when people go to the gym and stuff. They're like, I'm really self-conscious about doing the whole gym thing. And you're like, well, you know the mirrors that are there. They're there because everybody's busy looking at themselves. <laughs> they don't actually care. They're not standing there looking at you going, what are they leg-pressing right now? Yeah. You know, so don't be worried about other people. Like, other people, you know, um, the ones that mind don't matter and the ones that... Um,
0: don't, don't mind. matter, don't
1: mind. That's yeah, going, yeah, I love that phrase yeah, as well. It's, it's brilliant. so
0: true. Yeah, it's so true. And I suppose, what advice like would you give your 18-year-old self? Like looking back, and thinking like they might have been petrified, or they were confused, or maybe they were like happy in, in their degree arts and doing economics. And I know Marxism probably wasn't for them, but looking back now, what would you? What advice did you give them?
1: Um, you know, so they were my three favorite bits of advice. <laughs> but um, you know like don't be afraid at the same time like i know that i was probably held back when i was younger from doing certain things because i was self-conscious of people looking at me and worrying about what they were thinking and like you know, it's just you've got to try stuff like yeah. if you don't willing if what was the what was the michael jordan quote like you miss 100% of the shots you don't take like yeah you know so you got to get up and give things a go
0: as you said, even when you were working for Eurocycles, you're a baby. Those skills you acquired at the time, you didn't even realize the impact they would have on your business today.
1: Oh, absolutely not. Like you know, the, the comfort, the, the comfort that they give you with online, and when you're talking to different people about what they're doing with your Shopify website and stuff like that like you know it just makes you feel a little bit more comfortable like you know yeah. so you can accumulate all these skills throughout life like and they will become applicable in different ways like you know everybody yeah. hated doing maths but like you use maths on a daily basis you daily may not basis. throw out Pythagoras theorem as <laughs> it is like but like there's very there's huge amount of things that it's applicable to like
0: yeah, and can we shout out your dad for sho- shoving you into that martial arts class? Oh, all absolutely, years ago. like, you know, And your mom as well for yeah. putting you on, on a pedestal
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, like.
0: So, Stefan, before you go, pimp yourself out. Where can everyone find you? I know Instagram's a big one.
1: Instagram's the big one, like, yo. Know, um, yo, know, PT, or just stefan.ie is my website. Um, you can drop me an email there. I try to get back to as many of them as I can. If people just have questions or anything like that, more than happy to help people out whenever they need it, like.
0: Perfect. Um, Thanks so much. You shared so much knowledge. This is great. Great.
1: I'm delighted to have been here. Thanks for having me on.
0: So there you have it. The episode with Stefan Bosco. I learned so much today. And as you can tell from the speed at which I'm speaking and my high-pitched tone, I was super excited to be there and learn from a master himself all about his... I suppose lifestyle lifestyle coaching if you will and also how he keeps people accountable and himself as well and at the end of the day as long as you keep moving throughout this process you'll get to where you want to be with just a bit of belief in yourself as well. So thank you so much for tuning into today's show. I've included all the links below to what Stefan has mentioned today in the podcast. And I look forward to hearing feedback as well. No doubt there will be only positive from today's show. Please like and subscribe the podcast on Apple Podcasts and also Spotify. And I look forward to seeing you next Monday. Have a great week. Bye-bye.